now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Starbucks protocol is you have to order a holiday drink to yes. get the free red cup. Correct. So if you go there and order a regular coffee or Americano or a tea or something, you don't get the red cup. You're not going to get it. We, we ordered that Ristretto uh, Americano that I showed you. We also ordered a sugar cookie latte. And so the sugar cookie latte qualified us for one free red cup. Yeah. I'm annoyed. I'm really in. I mean, I'm happy for you, but I'm annoyed for myself. The local Listen, I will mail closed. it to you if it'll help you feel better. No, no, no. But I went to another Starbucks later in the day and I left because it was so mobbed. It's, it, about, yeah. it's that, all about the red cup. Is it? I, I was literally the only day you can get it. It's until supplies run out, which is normally a couple of days max. Some some stores will be one day. It'll be. I'm going to go tomorrow. Yeah. A lady today with her three kids and they all had their uh, Starbucks cups and um, the youngest was probably like three. So I'm assuming they were drinking hot cocoa, but. Uh, they just see them all walking around with their little Starbucks cups. They were all, no, that was a quad over ice. No yeah, question. they had a quad over ice or, or just a straight up Diopo. The Starbucks Shit. mug that I bought in Disney, those new Magic Kingdom, and there's one for all the four yeah. parks. It's not even a mug. It's like a cup with a lid. It's amazing. The tumbler. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's so good. Like it's really good material. It keeps it warm. I'm, I'm amazed by it. Well, I have the wish you were here mugs or whatever that series was called from the four parks, but we retired the Hollywood Studios one because it has some of the older icons on it that you can't see there anymore. So we don't want that mug getting broken, but the other three are out in rotation. Yeah, We, we jumped on those pretty early because I was already gra grabbing all the other ones. Well, you know who else jumps on this early? Our listeners. Hi, welcome to Butter and Bacon. We discuss the good stuff of Disney and Starbucks and seasonal beverages and mugs which is the topic of today's discussion, but we'll get to that in just a moment. First, I would like to welcome back friend of the show, the host of the Stuff We Love podcast, of which we have appeared on many times during our quasi-hiatus, Scotty Boy 4 from Twitter. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Paul. Hello, everyone. It's great to be back on Butter and Bacon, my favorite podcast even more than my own. Wow, that that is saying something. High praise. That is high praise. Um, another piece of high praise will be Nick. Nick is with us. How are you doing, Nick? No, you need to speak up. It's an audio podcast. I said good. <laughs> I thought he said goat. Goat. Yes, Nick the goat is, is the here. goat. Absolutely. The goat of Disney podcasting as spoken on the aforementioned Stuff We Love podcast. But enough plugs for the friend of the show. Let's get to the bedrock staple of this show. Dean. Dean, how are you doing today? I am excited to be back talking with you fine gentlemen about two of my favorite topics, Starbucks and Disney. I think we'll probably spend more time talking about Disney from here forward than Starbucks. Uh, the only thing that could make it better is if there was a Taylor Swift special coming to Disney Plus. Listen. Yes. Yes. Red Taylor's Disney, version. Disney Taylor's version. <laughs> there is a Disney Plus Taylor special of her performing songs from Folklore. And uh, that was a good show today, guys. I have something to go watch now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take another hiatus as we all go watch that show. And Nick just sits there fuming. So hey, let me ask you a question, guys. What? Have you heard Red Taylor's version? Yes. All day fantastic. today. Fantastic. It's fantastic. 
No. Ten minute version. <laughs> but yeah, we are here today to talk about, well, something a little bit holiday, something a little cheery. Uh, it, it has come to our attention that someone has a little bit of unexpected vacation time, and someone might be traveling to the aforementioned Walt Disney World for actual Christmas. Yes, that's right. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the day after. Um, Christmas falling on a weekend this year, so that actually makes it a little even more fun. Um, and maybe a few extra people would be there at Walt Disney World. So we thought we would get together and talk about, you know, what actually would be the good stuff for an impromptu, really quick, kind of hasty plan to go to Walt Disney World like what would you do what, what would you eat what would you try and do because I mean at this point you know we're recording mid to late November um, Thanksgiving is next week which means that Christmas has been going in Walt Disney World for approximately four months and you know at this point <laughs> most of the restaurants that we that we might name that we might really want to go to might not have availability so you know a little bit of this is uh, is a, kind of a what will we do scenario for a impromptu holiday trip to Walt Disney World for a time when you really would not be able to do most of the things that you would normally do, um, you know, without, you know, maybe some of the technological advances that have happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, but and I'm, I mean, first of all, I'll start off. Have any of you guys been to Walt Disney World over the Christmas vacation? I have not. The actual day of Christmas? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Okay. I've been there uh, the first week in January, and I've been there the first or second week of December, but avoided the in-between time frame. Okay. Scott, I've not been you? there Christmas time. The closest crowd-wise I've been there for is the traditional spring break, that two-week period each year, which is known as being spring break for most. And that's I've been there once during that time, but not during the holidays. Right. Okay. Well, um, comparable. I know, Dean, you have gone many times over like the 4th of July time. Um, I think. Um, yeah, it's Nick, a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, Nick, you've mentioned you've been there. Me and Dean were actually there at the same time on a Christmas weekend in the beginning of December. Mm. Very cool. So it was Paul and I, I believe, over a weekend in December. Yes, uh, 2008, I believe. Yes, 2008. Did, did he chase after you trying to catch up to you while you're trying to get cookies? He avoided me like the plague. <laughs> I did. I I had no idea who he was and didn't want anything to do with him because I was too busy lampooning Lou Mangello to the guys at the original um, WDW Today podcast um, and making friends for life with Len Testa, um, which, which was fun. Um, he probably doesn't even know who I am now. But anyway, um, I have been there for Christmas Cause... week. You won't it actually was a surprise trip for Grapes and um, our nephew uh, that they found out we were going to Walt Disney World on Christmas Eve morning. We actually left Christmas Eve morning. Um, they the found flight, out that morning and you left yeah. that morning. So nice. we, we spent the night, the Christmas Adam, so the day before Christmas Eve, and we told them, okay, you guys got to get up why well here open open up this this christmas gift and you open it up and it was the kids guide to walt disney world and um and so they finally understood and then we got on our flight i think the van picked us up like at four in the morning on christmas eve so we flew down and we did christmas eve and um you know i'll, I'll get into a little bit of what we did on our stay 
um, recognizing that times can change over the last 10 years um, since this trip did happen. But that being said, it's not something I would recommend for someone going for their first, second, or even maybe only their third time, um, you know, starting there. But that's not the kind of trip we're talking about. So, um, yeah. So, so starting off, you know, okay. So we, we've kind of set up, people have been there for very busy times, uh, but not necessarily for Christmas day itself. So, um, you know, just, just going right around, um, Scott, I'll start with you. Like, um, assuming that there is kind of an availability a little bit in what you want to do. And let's say you are a DVC member. So we'll throw those in. Um, you know, like what, what might you try and get, what might you try to, um, see if it's available given your experience? I've had people ask me over the years because they know I'm a Disney guy. Hey, I'm thinking about going Christmas time, the week between Christmas and New Year's, what's your advice? And I always tell them the same thing, go in with no expectations, go in knowing you're going to a fun place. Everything you do will be fun. There's nothing bad that you're doing, but if you go there that time of year and you say, yep, I'm definitely gonna get on Rise of the Resistance or I'm gonna get on Splash Mountain with a 10 minute wait, that's irrational. Don't think like that. So for someone going there, and I guess Paul, you asked about Christmas day itself. What, what would I tell them to do assuming availability? Well, well, no, it's more like, you know, thinking about booking the hotel. Like what, 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 what would your expectations be for, you know, where you're staying? It wouldn't surprise me at most, hotels on the grounds of Walt Disney World were completely booked and you had to stay either at one of the Disney Springs hotels or off the grounds elsewhere. I also think Universal Studios hotels would likely be booked. But if you could could get into a place like one of the larger resorts maybe would have some availability. So I'm thinking Saratoga Springs, uh, Old Key West may have some availability. And what I would envision doing is staying at one of those places Whatever spot you could get. If, you, if you're looking for a one-bedroom villa and all they have is a room, take it because that's what it is. It's Christmas time. It's going to be busy down there. And uh, I would probably start my day with a nice cup of coffee <laughs> by <laughs> the pool right. while sitting on your balcony knowing you're in Disney on Christmas. And that's a nice thing. That sounds right. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn Dean to you next as kind of the uh, travel planner. Um, and uh, I'd be remiss if I did not mention Adventures Out There Travel, the uh, host of the hosting of the show. Um, but, um, you know, Dean, like what, what are you, what are you, what are you thinking from a travel agent perspective when someone I'm, calls up and says, I'm fascinated I'm right now, as we're talking, I'm looking at what's available. And so I originally put in December 24th to 27th. Mm -hmm. And there were literally three resorts that had availability, no room under $900 a night. Nine. Nine That's a nine times. with two zeros? Nine times with two zeros. So I, I backed off and I did the 24th to the 26th, just a two-night stay. Right. And uh, there's a little more availability. Pop Century is around 300 a night. French Quarter at 400. Riverside over 400. Caribbean about the same. Coronado pushing five. Old Key West Animal Kingdom Lodge at seven. The cabins at Fort Wilderness are 700. Art of Animation must be a family suite showing at 700. And then the place I would actually choose to stay if the price was reasonable and I could get in there, uh, Wilderness Lodge, mm. um, 750. Beach Club pushes eight and all the way up. I mean, there's, I'm surprised how many rooms are available, first of all. Well, um, I mean, at those price points, I yeah. might not be. But <laughs> True. I mean, uh, I mean, Polly's it, it, almost 1000 a night. Yeah. 
Um, it, it looks like those rooms have like a customary, well, it's customary, yeah. I guess, but like that holiday surcharge of like 30, 30 to 35% it's, for each of those rooms. The one room available at Disney's Animal Kingdom Villas over at Kadani is eighteen ninety five a night. Sure. Scott, get right on that. Two okay, nights, Okay, guys, please, I'll plug it for us. Two nights, please, Scott. Two um, nights, okay, sure. Yeah, so I, I think the... The interesting thing and what, what Scott was getting to as well, but what you said, Paul, is this is an impromptu trip. Yeah. If you want to go to Walt Disney World over Christmas week, don't make it an impromptu trip if you can. <laughs> um, we are sitting here, like you said, mid mid to late November, and this is the availability that you have. Now, very unlikely if you booked any earlier, you would have uh, discounts available. It's just not a time of year you typically would get a discount. Right. Um, you know there are there are discounts out there. Don't don't get me wrong. There's a, a, a Disney Visa holder discount right now. There's an annual pass holder discount right now. There's a Florida resident discount right now. Having those be available where you want or at all the week of Christmas is very unlikely. That's kind of what I'm getting at there. Um, so I think you have to go in um, with very limited expectations on having it be exactly what you want. I think the whole point of just I'm in Walt Disney World, I'm getting to celebrate and be on vacation during a holiday has to be the focus. And, and I would still have my trip be focused on family time, uh, less concerned about getting on certain attractions or watching certain shows or things like that. Um, but I would probably join Scott for that cup of coffee. Uh, but I would have that cup of coffee somewhere around 5.15 in the morning because parks will open as early as 7.00. And I'm going to be there at seven if the parks are opened at seven. We can do presents midday. Yeah. <laughs> have to prioritize the morning. Yeah, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, so, so Nick, first I'm going to ask you: Do you want me to out you as being the person that is taking possibly an impromptu trip or not? Well, you just did. No, I didn't. Uh, I can, can be edited. This, out. this is not live streamed. No, this is not live. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what's probably going to determine the trip or not. Hang on a second. Let me open the other. Yeah, thing. where is Denny? Uh, no. <laughs> what the hell? So I just did um, Spirit leaving Thursday night and coming back Sunday night for just the two of us. $700. I can usually get a round trip ticket for a weekend for like 70 bucks. This is yep. 10 times what I normally pay. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, that's and, and honestly, Nick, that would be about what my wife and I would pay from Newark on a, like a regular trip yeah if i was flying anywhere else i would be this would be a good bet i'm so used to playing paying cheap yeah <laughs> to get this so, interesting i'll just make this one comment about this along the lines of the airfare a buddy of mine told me that his family was thinking of going to florida not disney but florida the week of between christmas and new year's flying out of a not his local airport on frontier airlines round trip for a family of four was going to be 2k two thousand dollars on frontier on frontier <laughs> Oof. holy crow i i did find flights christmas week i was just poking around at it because of this conversation if we want to fly through tampa instead of orlando mm. it was much cheaper mm -hmm. not it wasn't cheap no but it was cheaper but then you have to factor in i mean if you're going to rent a car anyway you actually might get better availability flying into tampa than than yeah. orlando um so maybe maybe worth considering if someone is actually thinking about doing one of these impromptu trips and for the uh, extra it, and for the extra what 45 minutes to an hour drive yeah if maybe that, each way um 
you know, it's, it's really about your tolerance. I mean, time is money on a Disney trip, but money is money as well. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the rates that I saw going to Orlando are deal breakers. And the rates that I saw going to Tampa were like, eh, if I really wanted to, I might pull that off. Yeah. So it, it was that materially different. So then, and turning to, you know, as kind of our uh, resident DVC uh, corner um, and quite possibly the architect of this impromptu Disney trip, uh, Nick, what, 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 what kind of accommodations did you find when you found out that you unexpectedly might be able to go to Walt Disney World? When I found out I had, I had some available time, I uh, got on the DVC uh, website and checked for uh, checking in basically on Christmas Eve and checking out the day after, so for two nights. Um, availability was um, Copper Creek. Um, these were all studios. Um, Copper Creek. Both uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani, and Jumbo House. Jumbo House. Uh, the Boardwalk, Saratoga Springs, Old Key West. And I think there was one other. That's, that's not bad. No, that's no. that's a both. lot of DVC availability. Yeah. And so that was for the studio. So I just did it again, and the only one that's available now is Old Key West. Oh, Can wow. I tell you? And and this is not an exaggeration. This is less than 24 hours later. Yeah. So What's all those the price on that. Uh, it's points, so right. uh, it's a lot. Uh, it was fifty. Hang on. Yeah, I think this is their um, it's their highest points. Fifty-two. Yeah. Fifty-two points for the two nights. Now, if you want a one-bedroom, it's a hundred points, and a two-bedroom is one hundred and twenty-eight. And if you want to stay in uh, the Treehouse Villas, yes, please. One hundred and fifty-two. Now. Do those have availability? Yeah. The Treehouse Villa does. The uh, At Saratoga Springs, the three-bedroom Grand Villa Standard Room is available for 252 points. I was looking to see if the cabin in a... Oh, you can only get one night in the cabin at Copper Creek for 196 points. That's worth it. Um, so I did book... Saratoga Springs for the two nights. It was the cheapest points at 50. Uh, but uh, several factors will have to line up for us to, to go. Sure, sure. But for right now, you're going. Nice. Right now, I'm going. Right now, actually, you're going. Yeah. I think uh, Saratoga Springs is a, is a very good choice for the type of stay we're talking about because I would think if there's some place that has dining availability, it's going to be in Disney Springs. I got on the uh, Disney World app and I went to December 25th and I clicked dinner and guess how many restaurants came up with availability? <laughs> and it laughed at you. <laughs> Take a guess at how many restaurants came up. Two. I'm gonna say eight. Almost Four. all of them. 11. And Which one of them is Beaches and cream. No, it's not. It didn't. Oh. Yeah, it's Beaches and cream, City Works, Enzo's Hideaway, uh, Fonterra Concina. Mm -hmm. Yeah. House of Blues, uh, Julio's, uh, the Maya Grill, Olivia's Cafe, Paradiso 37, and Planet Hollywood. So you're correct. The majority of them are in the Disney Springs area, but most of them only have one or two reservations. Oh, wait, Raglan Road just popped up. If you switch and try Open Table, Nick, as of right now, 
and I just picked randomly five o'clock on Christmas Day. You can get Planet Hollywood, Wine Bar George, Wow, City Works, The Edison, Stick Orlando, Splitsville, Jaleo, Terralina, Enzo's Hideaway, Maria and Enzo's, Big River Grill, Landry Seafood House. It's not on property. Um, I think the rest of these are not on property. Uh, Blue Zoo. Blue Zoo would have to go at 4.30, but still. Like, if it's Blue Zoo, I'd go at 4.30. Yeah. Why is there um, more availability on open door or whatever you call it? It's just the way they split up the reservation. So it's always a good idea if you want to eat at Disney Springs. And you certainly go through the app. It's convenient. I actually recommend going through open table. Less of a penalty if you need to change or cancel. Yeah. And, I'll and tell you this. Would you... Go ahead, guys. Well, no, I was just going to say that's a great segue. So, you know, you've got your resort. Um, you know, one of the things that we did on our trip is we did stay at Saratoga Springs. Now this is before uh, Disney Springs came into be and the fantastic food destination that it is, but you know, it, it, it still wasn't bad, um, you know, for us, but much like what you've said, Scott, um, at the kind of the top of the show, we went into it with no expectations other than we wanted to be in. The only thing that we had an expectation for was we wanted to be in the Magic Kingdom at some point on Christmas day and at some point in our week because we arrived christmas eve and we left new year's eve some point during our week we wanted to do the candlelight procession we did end up getting tickets for that i got i i was able to wait online and i got them for christmas eve night which was awesome with gary sinise but what we did after that what was my phase two once we figured out where we were staying saratoga, saratoga springs second phase was okay figure out dining now this was not an impromptu trip by any stretch of the imagination when we went. So I was able to basically do the pick and choose. You know, like I said, the day the candlelight processional packages launched, I got that one. And it was one of the lesser expensive ones at the Garden Grill. Still had characters, still, you know, all you care to eat, family style, that kind of thing. But, you know, like Nick's saying, staying at Disney Springs area really makes it a little easier to pick what you're going to do for dining and much like dean you were just saying holiday travel any holiday and this will go for any time that you go down to walt disney world more so during the holidays to eat at an quote-unquote off time you know um have dinner at 3 30 if you can um if you're getting up early maybe grab a snack quick bite and have a really late breakfast brunch or in very early lunch, you know, and it, and it kind of works out that way um, with availability because, you know, like like you mentioned, Blue Zoo, you're going to have to have dinner at 4.30. If you've been up since 5.30 or 6, dinner at 4.30 is going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. Um, and I mean, really, of, of the restaurants you named, you know, and, and again, you know, I, want, I wanted to throw this to you guys. Um, having a dinner at like a holiday time like Christmas or, or, you know, Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any other time that's really special and family time. You don't want to go to a place I'd imagine that is trying to rush you out. Right. Agreed. So, um, you know, I'm, tr I'm trying to picture restaurants and, you know, maybe, maybe it's not going to be available exactly, but the type of restaurant you're looking for of the ones you named, the one that really stuck out to me was house of blues. I think that would be a lot of fun for, you know, your family as it is, if it's the two of you or, you know, if it's a larger extended family to go to some place that is going to be that kind of 
you know, community around you. Um, you know, not having been to um, <laughs> Maria and Enzo's or, or the hideaway, like I don't get that kind of vibe, um, you know, as, as kind of that, um, you know, fun family atmosphere. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I like the idea of House of Blues for exactly the reason you just said, Paul, the community nature of it. And it's a fun place. Uh, I would go there. I think that's a solid choice. For me, the one that jumped out was Wine Bar George, mm. because that is definitely, I've been there twice. And that is definitely one of the, you know, quote unquote, premier restaurants in Disney Springs, in yeah. my mind. I kind of, the food there is so good and the wine is plentiful. So you could go there have a few drinks, yeah. try out a few different wines. That's kind of a fun Christmas thing to do as well. Uh, and you can get the skirt steak for two, which is out of this world. Oh, I don't even well, know if it's for two. I think they call it like a family meal, but I down that. I could down the thing myself. Sure. Well, and 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 I'll go to Dean, you, you next, you know, because that's kind of the other end of the spectrum. If you really want to make your holiday meal a special time, um, not saying necessarily Victorian Alberts for Christmas Eve, but, you know, going to some place. not a bad like, choice. Like, well, no, it's not a bad choice at all. But, but the other, you know, again, if I wasn't going for that kind of family vibe, uh, Blue Zoo. Yeah, you know, it's funny, but places like Blue Zoo and Narcoosis, you know, some of my favorites, even, you know, I was talking to my wife about this. She goes, well, Scott's going to say Boathouse. Hmm. So surprised he didn't. Um, but I oh, will say the this. The Boathouse wasn't available. I mean, if the Boathouse <laughs> is available. Listen, well, this is a, let me, I just want to say something here. This is a good bit of life advice for your listeners here. Anytime you're looking to eat, if the boathouse is available, you eat there. You go to you go to the boathouse, right? You go to the boathouse. <laughs> so I'm 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 gonna cheat. I'm gonna span beyond what we just talked about for availability because I didn't check the Disney app to see what else is available. But if I had my choice. You know that I, I do love all those sort of high end or you know nicer restaurants. I actually was talking to my wife about this earlier. The first thing that she mentioned was Ohana, uh, for the reasons that you guys were talking about. In my mind, I actually thought about beer garden. Uh, and just the festivities and the fun. And of course, I know I'd see Paul there. Uh, so I, I don't know. It, Maybe just, for lunch and dinner, I would just, just go just right stay. there. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of uh, American traditions of Christmas are rooted in German nature and German heritage. And I am part German. And uh, I just think it would be fun to have that atmosphere at your Christmas dinner. Uh, and especially if you're with a big group and you can do, you know, there's something about being motivated by the large family or friend, family and friends setting that might get you a little bit more in the, the spirit, a little bit more dancing or singing along or swinging your beer mug. Um, so I, I was wondering if 50s primetime might work out in a similar way, you know, kind of spending the holidays with family. Uh, and I was thinking Mama Melrose for the exact same reason. Yeah, Mama Melrose. It's one of the few I haven't been to. Mama Melrose would be a good option. I grew up with Italian on, on Christmas every day, every year. So no. that would uh, that that would work out with my family traditions. And so the last one that was in my mind was actually because I said if in this dream scenario I'd be staying at the Wilderness Lodge, um, to to stay right at Wilderness Lodge and and go in and have a fun meal there. So it's there's just a lot of options uh, if you go in the fallacy of you can pick the resort you want and pick the restaurant you want. Um, but of course, you know, you're going to be limited if you're trying to do this in an impromptu sort of way. You know, it, you you do bring up a good point. I mean, we're talking about table service meals. Um, and I can tell you that on our trip, yes, we did have table service meals because I did plan it, I think, about 11 months in advance. Um, <laughs> so, you know, late, late January, I'm already online booking all of the restaurants that we wanted um, because I am that guy. Um, but that being said, there's nothing wrong with 
you know, kind of quote unquote limiting yourself to, you know, quick service if you are on the go. Um, you know, we'll get to kind of the parks and attractions in a minute, but that that also opens you up if you wanted to do some non-park stuff and go to some of the resorts that are absolutely well decorated. I, I mean, even if you did a resort tour, I know, Nick, you did that resorts only tour where you just basically walked around the resorts, but that wasn't even decorated necessarily. I mean, that was just the resorts themselves. Uh, decorated with construction walls in the case of Polynesian um, and and you can't walk the way that you thought you could um, but you know that that you can you can maybe get into you know to your point Dean Grand Floridian you can see all of the great decorations and then you know maybe eat at the Granny, Granny Flow Cafe um, which is a table service but it might have availability there yeah um, or I mean if you're right on the monorail you can go over to Captain Hook's or uh do quick service at one of the other um, resorts. It's, it, there's a lot of good quick service options now, but it's gotten better. It's better than it it's was. Got, yeah, it's ago. gotten better. And then, you know, yeah. I'll, clo I'll close out with, you know, don't expect to get into Trader Sam's. Um, that that I absolutely don't think you'd be able to do. Uh, more I mean, than someone's getting in there. Somebody's getting in there. It might be the, you, but that might be the focus of your afternoon. Yeah. The reason I picked Saratoga of all the ones that were available is because Disney Springs right there. And figuring dining would probably be limited. Um, I thought maybe we could sneak into one of the bars or um, go like, to Wolfgang uh, Puck Express. If a lot of them have a bar. Maybe we can just, you know, two people slide in somewhere. Yeah. And uh, sit down. And then you can usually get the, whatever food they have that's attached to the bar. Or even the ones that are just bars, like the hangar bar has really good, some really good yeah. uh, food. Yep, hangar bar. Hearts, um, yeah. Don't overlook the Rainforest Cafe bar, which I know we've spoken about in a show mm -hmm. that might not be released yet. Um, <laughs> might come but, out for this one. <laughs> but you know, I mean, look at look at you know, dinosaurs much louder, um, T Rex over there. But um, you know, the, those those two bars. I mean, they, they have the full menu, and you know, a party of two or a party of one can easily get in, um, no reservations, and just. Basically, you just hang out and wait for somebody to leave. I'll throw something else out there, which is that at Disney Springs, they have the Christmas tree trail. So you could go there, see these Christmas trees, which are spectacular. I've never seen it myself. I've just seen YouTube footage, which I've seen most of Disney World, it seems. But no, they're nice. You, they're nice. We did that a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. So you do that. You go to a restaurant, let's say Disney Springs. And for me, a dessert, which I really want to try, is the... Uh, Dole Whip peppermint nachos is that am I, right at uh, in Disney Springs where they have the you can get the, the watermelon Dole Whip thing with the ice cream was in between the watermelon. Oh, I oh. we looked at this. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yeah. there's a, like a peppermint nachos ice cream snack, which looks it's made for two, but again for us it's made for one. <laughs> I feel so judged when they say made for two. I it's mean, a, don't it's limit yourself. Serving suggest it to, they're talking about the amount of hands you need to eat it, right? <laughs> that's right, that's right. But that's See, a nice evening. I, I there, thought you go the, there you go. I oh, thought you were going to go the okay. other way, Scott. I thought you were going to say swing by BB Wolf's. Grab yourself a sausage and go walk the Christmas trail while you eat. You know, is is it a all contained one trail or is it scattered like it was? <laughs> the trees. Uh, when I was, I don't know how it is this year. I haven't looked it up, but uh, when I was there, it was all one trail. Yeah, when I the one time I was there, it was trails. But I think last year they had it scattered all over the springs. It it might have been for uh, COVID spacing. That that makes that makes that would make sense if they did that. 
Um, but that's that's an interesting thought. So not necessarily grabbing a sausage from BB Wolves, although you could do that while you're waiting in your Gideon's line. And then you have your cookie with your coffee. Don't get, don't get, and depending, don't get peanut butter cream. And the peanut butter cream. Although you're going to run out of hands real quickly. <laughs> um, and, stick and, it on top of the poutine. Oh, man. Um, but, you know, I, head over to the food trucks. Would that maybe be an option if the food trucks are up and running over at Disney Springs? I mean, that yeah. that seems that is the perfect situation for a food truck in my mind. I, I just Googled Disney Springs Christmas tree tr- uh, stroll and it came up as permanently closed. OK, so no, <laughs> no, but they have them this year. I thought I saw on YouTube. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I, I really do. I thought they have trees there this year because there's a. Um, but again, if they're scattered, it may not be defined as that stroll. Right, that stroll was right. a dedicated walk space. True. Yeah. Went, people like literally migrated tree to tree to tree. It wasn't right. much of a stroll. It was just a display of trees and a. Yeah, they're, they're scattered all over. According to D, uh, Paulie's favorite website, which was the second result. Don't even say it. They're really cool. Yeah, it's a Christmas tree you, stroll and activity. You, gets, you get stickers and you put stickers on them when you okay. find them. So this the stroll is there. It's just not the dedicated. Uh, you uh, you'd be surprised how compelling filling out that sticker chart is for a kid. You tell them we're gonna go walk and, and you know look for Remy's in Epcot or look for trees at Downtown Disney. They're not doing it. No. You tell them there's a sticker book with a, a little <laughs> tiny bowl. As and you gotta fill the them end. all out. Yep. I mean, we did that this summer with my son, and he was on a mission to find those Remy's, and he uses that bowl almost daily to eat fruit out of. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, and and on on that note, if you are going to go down with small kids, and I mean, we went down with very small kids. Um, you know, I I, I want to say my daughter and my nephew were five or six at the time when we went. So this is right in the wheelhouse there. Um, we did visit with Santa because it was Christmas Eve, and that was really cool. And then Santa actually found us at our resort, which was even cooler. Um, cool. where, where did yeah. you get to meet up with Santa? At at Disney Springs. Um, they actually had a Santa. I mean, it was. It was a weight, but can I tell you the weight was approximately a quarter of what the weight was in Macy's for Santa? Um, yes, the one on 34th Street. Yes, we did oh, that that's once. In- yeah, no, I've done that. That's insane. We did that once so that I can once. say we did it yes. and never again mm-hmm. with anyone, grandchildren, <laughs> great-grandchildren. It's nope. I, I'm retired from that. But, um, you know, Nick, I mean, I, I think that's a great choice. Not only, you know, Disney Springs is right there next to Saratoga Springs. Saratoga Springs itself will never feel crowded just by the layout of the resort. Whereas, um, you know, we did do a little bit of resort hopping over the course of our week because we had kind of lowered park expectations. Um, And the weather actually was unnaturally cold when we were down there, which made it just seem all the more Christmassy, which is great. I mean, walking into Hollywood Studios when it's 50 degrees is a very different situation than when it's 80 or 85. Uh, which it can be down there. Um, but, you know, like, so, so, you know, transitioning that to, you know, what, what would you do? You know, um, you know, and I started with Scott before, but, you know, I'll start with Dean this time. So, you know, let, let's say you're arriving Christmas Eve, um, you know, and you're, you're customary early arrival. So let's say it's, it's normal for you. You're able to get that early morning flight 
and um, you've checked in online and your room is ready and all, you know, everything is going perfectly because of course it's a magical holiday season. So, you know, like what, what do you do for Christmas Eve? Um, assuming that you cannot get a reservation for the Magic Kingdom for Christmas Eve. Yeah, if I have my druthers on a two day trip like that and I'm not park hopping, I want to get to Epcot and I want to get to Magic Kingdom. Okay. And I would do them in that order which is not normal for me. I normally want to go to Magic Kingdom first day of my vacation, but given yeah. a short trip, I want to focus that first night on Epcot. Um, may not wait for Candlelight Processional. Might do the walk-by version just to see it going on. Okay, the uh, early certainly show. certainly want to visit. Assuming they, assuming they do two shows, so yeah. you know, kind of walk by the early one. Yeah, because I, I really enjoy the holidays of the countries and the festivities that go on, and I would want to partake in that. Um, but our focus would definitely be more on the, the stroll because I know that on arrival day, you're not rope dropping, obviously, when you have to fly from the Northeast. So you've missed all those prime early morning hours. And once you get to, to midday evening, yeah, I'm, I'm not on a short trip like that. I'm not spending 120 minutes in line to ride Soren again. I'm going to be focused on the things I can get to, which is going to be more show uh, cast member interaction and activity than it is going to be attraction. Right. So I think it's it's really that first night would be focused on Epcot, um, potentially staying for fireworks and really focused on getting up the next morning because I've hopefully secured that Magic Kingdom's uh, entry on Christmas morning. Okay, Scott, um, you know, turning turning to you, you know, kind of same exact scenario, you know, you're, you're traveling from New Jersey and, you know, you, you arrive your normal type of arrival time um but it's but it's it's christmas eve and um it's going to be busy yeah i agree with dean on the approach to the parks i like the epcot idea um but also agree can't be attraction based any attraction is a bonus that goes back to my no expectations philosophy for that week uh two other things i'll throw out there for christmas eve one if it's the normal routine, I'm getting there in the morning. I like the idea of a, the idea of a Boma breakfast to kick off the trip. Mid-morning Boma breakfast with the expectation that you'll probably be grabbing dinner, let's say at Epcot, perhaps at World Showcase, miscellaneous food while walking around. Okay. So that's one option. The other thing is weather permitting. I happen to like the idea of hanging out at the hotel and going swimming in the afternoon, in the afternoon. Uh, and at the night, prioritizing either seeing other resorts, going resort hopping, or making the visit to Epcot. I also, if you could get in there, I do like Hollywood Studios, even though I've not been there at Christmas time, but from what I have seen, again, on YouTube, <laughs> there's a lot to see there in terms of holiday decorations. The Tower of Terror looks spectacular with the lighting. So uh, if you didn't want to deal with Epcot and thought it would be packed with people drinking around the world and all that, Hollywood Studios is a good alternative for a real holiday experience so that's how i would approach christmas eve leaving the disney spring stuff to christmas day and, and night okay. i have seen hollywood studios with nick at christmas time it's fantastic mm -hmm. you go and watch jingle bell jingle bam you get to see the the lights on the tower um but yeah it's, it's a it's a great choice it's a great park to be in for the i holidays. mean just what they've just what they've done with echo lake like that that area um, you know, Santa Gertie is always fun, but I mean, just, just the way that it's, it's decorated, they make it feel like it's actually a town, you know, a lot like what main street looks like in the magic kingdom. Whereas in most of 
Magic Kingdom, there is no other decorating unless they're doing like a Jingle Cruise um, over at the Jungle Cruise. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, at Hollywood Studios, it was also um, snowing or snoping, whatever the soap or whatever they use uh, when you were walking towards the Tower of Terror. Yeah, the Sunset Boulevard Snope. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that... and. and Scott, you hit the nail on the head when when we did go down, um, you know, we kind of set expectations, you know, at this point, um, both of the kids and our family were Disney World veterans. Um, I think they'd been there at least half a dozen times by the age of six. Um, so, you know, we kind of told them, was like, eh, don't expect to be getting on Space Mountain. Um, you know, it's, it's just not, it's not going to be that kind of trip. What we actually focused on are your kind of prototypical CD and E ticket attractions anything that was transportation based um anything that was an omni mover uh we we kind of focused on those um because you know the continuously loading lines um at that point there was still paper fast pass so yes we utilize that but um you know riding small world um was, was something that we did during your typical meal period um you know so kind of strategically did stuff like that but but you're right, Scott. I mean, it's it's focused on the experience. And I know, Dean, you, you talked about, um, you know, kind of prioritizing shows that have a set time um, because those don't typically have a wait for them like you would um, because there's there's a performance time. So, you know, maybe check out the new Beauty and the Beast show that just reopened. Um, and I think they retooled it to make it a little bit quicker. Um, so that might be something that's a little easier to get into if you do go to the studios. I'm going to add one thing that just occurred to me as I was thinking about the advice I gave, which I still stand by. I think that's good advice. A concern would be that if you go to Epcot in the evening and you're planning on sort of eating around World Showcase, it could be mobbed. I know when I was there a few weeks ago, it was mobbed and that wasn't the holiday. So another option for Christmas Eve, which I actually really like, is you fly down there, you get there in the morning, you have whatever for breakfast. If you could get a mid-afternoon reservation at a good restaurant, thinking like a Steakhouse 71 or that type of equivalent, or it doesn't even have to be like that. It could be Grand Floridian Cafe. You have a bigger meal mid-afternoon, mm. go to Epcot in the evening, knowing you've already had a big meal and you don't need to fill yourself with a full meal while walking around the park, but you could fill yourself with snacks here and there. You get something at uh, Germany, you get something at Italy, but it's not you're not focused on giving yourself dinner in a very crowded environment where you're going from place to place. That could be a good compromise approach. I know on Thanksgiving this year, we're going out to a, a restaurant at three in the afternoon, having a big meal midday. I happen to like that on holidays. So yeah, that's, I think, a good approach. I'll give you an alternative to that if you want to do a steakhouse dinner is go to either Yachtsman or Shula's and then you're in the boardwalk area because those resorts are decked out for the holidays. If you're going to do a holiday resort tour, you need to see the Yacht and Beach Club, more the Beach Club. You need to see Boardwalk, and you definitely need to see the Dolphin. And so getting those in, uh, along with having that early dinner and then taking the back gate into Epcot to go do your Epcot festivities in the evening, be a great way to spend an afternoon and evening. Yeah. Yeah, I second I like that, that with the with the Boardwalk visit. It's almost unfortunate that Boardwalk doesn't really have a restaurant inside the resort. I mean, everything is along the Boardwalk, as you'd imagine. But the interior of the resort, the lobby area, um, there's a there's kind of a courtyard um, also over there, and it's all decorated with this huge garland. Um, and I, I want to say the garland itself 
it's all you know evergreen and it's got thousands of of decor you know uh ornaments and toys and you know it's got gold and it's got the green and the red and it's all lit up and everything and, and when i tell you this garland is probably what 18 inches thick and they hang this thing and it's it's just everywhere it's on the stairs um you know they have the uh the lobby like i said decorated but there's no real reason to go in there because unlike yacht and beach you don't need to walk inside to go to any of the great restaurants that are over there so, you know, that might be something that's maybe a little bit overlooked unless someone has told you, hey, check out the boardwalk for the decorations. Great call. I like it. Nick, you starting to formulate your plan? Well, so the whole reason I was thinking of even going is because in 2022, we have a couple of vacations planned and I don't think we're going to do Disney World next year. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking this would be kind of cool to... Um, do this and I was looking at tickets <laughs> which is a consideration in an yeah, impromptu so, visit uh, assuming you do not have an annual pass yeah, and so make I, multiple trips yeah so I currently don't have an annual pass now I can get an annual pass through the DVC um, they're $900 which if I was planning on going a couple times next year it would be well worth it but I don't think we're going to go in 2022. We have some other places we want to go. Um, so I was looking at just like a one day just to go. At first I was thinking Magic Kingdom, but then I saw that it is completely booked. <laughs> Here's a weird thing. I was looking at it. Um, the 23rd has availability for Magic Kingdom, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have availability on the 19th through the 22nd. And then it has no availability so uh, till New Year's, so that whole week, the only day it has is the 23rd. Why is no one, why is uh, that day? Are there party days before that? Uh, don't the parties end on the, I think the 18th or 19th? Well, mm, okay. Because usually the week of, they don't have any of the parties. Well, Christmas is on the weekend this year. It's on Saturday. So speaking of parks, I'm just looking at the park hours on Christmas Day. According to Walt Disney World website, Magic Kingdom is 9 to 9, Epcot is 11 to 10, Studios is 9 to 9, and Animal Kingdom is 9 to 7. The last one's on the 21st. Okay. But By then, the way, but... Blizzard Beach, 10 to 5. Um, no. And, and I, I point that out because I know that people on Christmas morning, pre-COVID, uh, could get in as early as 7 a.m. And yes. so I would be mindful of that for anybody who does go to just keep monitoring those park hours and see how they're doing things as you get closer and closer. And you, and they're also doing, and I, and I know Scott, you've experienced this. They've also, they've also been doing the thing where if you're there, they'll let you into the park way earlier. Yes. And, um, now you might not be able to do anything, but when, when the <laughs> official rope drop happens, could even be half an hour before the official posted park time. Sure. If it is Magic Kingdom, you're already in at the hub or beyond. Um, if it's Epcot, you're already through, you know, definitely through the turnstiles and well into um, Future World um, before you know, before anybody else. So you know, the normal rules apply. Try and be there, you know, half hour, forty five minutes before park opening. I would say probably extend that to an hour, maybe an hour fifteen yeah, um, for agree. a holiday time. They were doing that this summer, and it was uncomfortable comfortably crowded yeah into the park 
it's going to be five it's, times that. It's Christmas gonna be party. uncomfortably crowded. I have a picture somewhere. Um, if I can find it, I'll post it um, on the show Twitter of just to set the stage. So I'm in Liberty Square looking towards Frontierland and there's a cast member standing in the middle of the sea of humanity and they have people that are going towards Fantasyland on the right and they have people that are going towards Frontierland on the left and this cast member is literally standing with her arms in each direction saying over and over Frontierland on your left Fantasyland on your right and it is it is a two lane traffic, but it is a sea of people. There is not a single square foot of pavement that you can see, and it is that way from almost all of the Magic Kingdom. I think the only spot that had any kind of open walkway was that pathway over by the train station. It's closed because of the construction. Like that was the only place that anyone had a hula hoops worth of distance between them and a sea of humanity near you. Um, that was and that, easily... And that's when I'm leaving the park and going back and uh, well, taking that swim time like Scott mentioned. And again, yeah. this was this was part of, you know, uh, one of the other family members in our, in our party that said they, they really wanted to be the Magic King for Christmas. And I mentioned to this person numerous times, this will be busier than the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York. And they said, I don't care. I said, okay. So we did that again. We did it. We don't have to do it again. But it was it was that that crowded that they had crowd control to get from land to land. Like forget queues getting into anywhere because that was also madness. But this was just crowd control, making sure that people were getting to where they should go. And if I recall correctly, even getting into Frontierland, they closed down like you could not do the pass through to Adventureland by the restrooms. Oh wow. You see hearing you say that Paul makes me really question whether or not someone would even want to be in the parks if they're there Christmas Eve and Christmas Day or rather they would just focus on a resort type trip with Disney Springs and other That's... resort activities. That to me and, yeah. and again, I mean, and I know, and I know Nick, you're, you're saying that's, that's kind of going to be the focus uh, of this trip. Just, you know, again, availability being one, but, but two, the, the cost of getting into a park for two days. And if you do want to hop for two people or more, it gets, it's, and this trip is not for someone again, who is making their first or second or third trip. Yeah. So it, to get into one of the parks besides Magic Kingdom, because it's book, for one day is $160. To oh, add park a person, to, to park hop per person, it's $224. Yeah, so $500. Yeah, to be in the park. I've been to Disney World enough that um, just, go, just being on property is enough and I don't need to be in one of the parks. Yeah. And I can just do the resort stay. What is, what is very interesting too that with the exception of the Magic Kingdom, you could visit the Christmas trees at each of the parks without going in the parks. Because Animal they... Kingdom's tree is outside the gate. Studio's tree is outside the gate. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure Epcot's tree is outside the gate. Magic Kingdom's is in um, 
the town square, so you won't be able to see that one. But if I run fast enough, I might be able to get past the uh, turnstile and see the tree before security. If you it. ever want to go to a park again, <laughs> you would you not could do monorail that. by and look for the tree. You can monorail by. That is an excellent point. And and the other thing I was going to say too, just you know, like um, you know, Scott, you mentioned, and Dean, you did too. Which parks you would hit? What I find funny is the park I absolutely would not go to on this short holiday trip would be Animal Kingdom, which is unfortunately probably my favorite park right now. But I absolutely would go to Animal Kingdom Lodge to yeah. see that tree and those decorations. Um, you know, doing doing a resort tour, Animal Kingdom Lodge is up there with the Wilderness Lodge and Boardwalk for incredibly different reasons um, to see how they're decorated. Wilderness Lodge to me feels the most like a um, traditional American Western country Christmas celebration. Um, Animal Kingdom Lodge is just gorgeous with the with the carved wooden figurine um, ornaments that they have on the tree, and it's just so it's just so different um, and so unique. I love that. Yeah, it's a, you got to be willing to give that commitment to get there. Yeah. Like you go to, you know, the, the other, a lot of the other areas, you go to a resort area. Like I would say, do not miss going to the Grand Floridian for Christmas decorations and to see their tree and see the gingerbread yep. house and all that. But even if that wasn't your favorite place to go, you know, when you go, it's very easy now to get to the contemporary and the poly. When you go to Animal Kingdom Lodge, you are going for Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's worth it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but depending on where you're staying and how you plan on getting there, it might just not work in the in the schedule now if i'm at saratoga i can pop over to to disney springs and take a bus there or mm -hmm. know, if you have a rental car and uber it's easier but just those logistics become part of your planning yes 100 and and you know everything i said about the parks being busy the roads are as busy yeah also i think the answer is yes but i'm assuming you someone can just go to different hotels still to check them out at disney i know for a while they weren't letting that happen you it's a lot easier to do if you're on a bus. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot right. easier to do if you're on a Disney bus. So again, if you're parked at Disney Springs, you could just pop on any of the buses and go to the sure. resorts. If you drive up to the gates, they're probably not going to let you in. They will not let. Well, they absolutely <laughs> won't let you in at the Polynesian or the Contemporary, yeah. and yeah. probably the Grand Floridian because they think people are trying to skirt by the parking rules to get into the Magic Kingdom. But you know, I, I was also thinking too. You know, Scott, you had mentioned doing like a later Boma brunch um that's that's your opportunity again just figure out you're going to be spending maybe an hour hour and a half doing boma spend another hour hour and a half wandering the resort and taking in the sites um beyond doing the regular things that we've discussed on the show of you know that the resort has to offer you know this is purely a you know kind of sightseeing time um it's funny you mentioned blizzard beach um they play christmas music at blizzard beach on a normal day, that might be a very interesting be Christmas day transitioning to Christmas day going over to Blizzard Beach. The cost will be a lot less than um, $250 per person uh, to get into Blizzard Beach. Go surfing with Santa. I think it's a great plan. I've never been to Blizzard Beach. Hey! hey there I think I. we just solved some, some of your planning. And get the little donuts too. Those donuts are amazing. They are I'm worth the not, trip to Blizzard Beach. <laughs> I'm not joking. 
They are these freshly made mini donuts. They're cra- they're I don't even know why they, there's there's something in them that just make it amazingly awesomely good. Yeah. Hey guys, how crowded do you think the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is on Christmas morning? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if we're if we're gonna expand this to you know, universe, yes, everything. I mean, like 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 Nick said, you know, the Universal Resorts are gonna be packed. I mean, as much as I would love. To me, much like doing a resort hopping, I would love a staycation at Cabana Bay for Christmas. Oh yeah, I mean that would just be a lot of fun or endless endless summer for Christmas. <laughs> I like. Don't it. think I didn't throw out Cabana Bay. No, of course not. The other thing that I looked at because um, Christmas falls on a Saturday this year is the uh, three night cruise. Ooh. Oh, Friday, get off Monday morning. Now yeah, you're so, talking. Yeah, so the one day park ticket, water park ticket is $69. That's not bad. Let's talk more about this cruise. Yeah, let's go to the cruise. I don't know. I've not cruises, done a Christmas cruise. I don't know what cruises are available. Um, and I don't think any of them are going out of Galveston. Is that close for you? Galveston? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it would take you about an hour to get to the port, which, I mean, would you have somebody, I'm you know, totally making up your scenario for it. Would you have somebody that would be able to drive you there and back? Uh, possibly, yes. So that saves a, a lot on transportation. I'd drive you, Nick. Would you? Wow. I would. Another thing about Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach, um, there's no date reservation. You just buy your ticket. Do what? To go to a Disney water park, there's no day reservation. You just buy a ticket. They buy the ticket. Yeah. So they do hit capacity though. They they you you can't. Oh sure. Oh yeah yeah. I mean, one of our favorite things to do for a normal Disney trip would be to do a morning at either of the Disney water parks and then have lunch there and then go back to our resort, shower, change, maybe take a nap and then go to a theme park. I mean, that that would be for us probably about five hours is our limit at a water park. Yeah. And that includes eating time. I don't even last that long in the water parks usually. See, when I was thinking about the game plan, I wasn't thinking water park, but I was thinking that that early morning rope drop to a park, you know, call it Magic Kingdom, yeah, call it whatever you want. And then thinking about what Scott was saying, find the last breakfast reservation, 10.30, 10.45, maybe even 11 o'clock, have breakfast then. And then yeah. you can do your resort time, resort touring, or back to your own resort for swimming or whatever you want to do. And then that 4, 4.30, 5 o'clock dinner, a little mm-hmm. bit earlier dinner that might be in play yeah. um and then do the theme parks again if you're doing parks in the evening but now that you threw the water park see the water park doesn't open till 10 correct uh it's 10 to 5 right now yep so that kind of changes things if you're going to do water park on christmas day and, and santa's going to find you in your hotel room that's a great schedule then your presents are in play that's a good yeah. that's a good call you could do the presents in play. You could grab like a quick counter service breakfast at your resort, or you can have breakfast at Blizzard Beach. You could, yeah. I mean, you get the little donuts. 
don't sleep on the donuts. The donuts are good. I mean, the donuts are fantastic, but I mean, the, the Lottawada Lodge, which I love the name of it, yeah, um, has anything that you would get basically at Cosmic Rays, um, except, you know, it's, it's, you order it, you pick it up and sit down and eat. So um, it's, it's a little bit better than Cosmic Rays where you've got to do, I believe, the online ordering right now if you want yeah. to do Cosmic Rays. Um, yes, you can walk up to them and they will still look at you and say, did you do an online order? If not, go order. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. Um, Just to follow up real quick. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, um, the uh, Disney cruise out of Galveston is a six night. So I'd have to get on the 21st and get off the 27th. So that doesn't work. No. I'm, Maybe Royal I'm, Caribbean has one. I'm a little, well, I mean, I mean, I guess Disney with a more limited ship inventory i mean they just have the one ship i believe the one well, if he, yeah, if he was over if he was flying going to port canaveral you'd have a lot more options yeah. right. well I mean, and that's what i mean i mean because yeah. i mean just with having christmas on a weekend that is a it seems like a no-brainer to have a friday leave sunday arrive cruise yeah you got me on this water park day though i'm, I'm, I'm loving planning this around a water park day now i it, you know, Open it's the something presents that... in the morning, grab that breakfast or get breakfast when you first get to the park, do your, you know, call it three to five hours at the water park. So you're blowing out of there like just after lunch. You probably grab lunch there if you have a smallish breakfast. Yeah. And you're back at your own resort. Do whatever you need to in the afternoon, rest, resort hop, tour, whatever. And then you got the rest of your evening ahead of you. That's it. Make it happen, Nick. This I can also, I can also good. tell you from experience very few people in general go to a theme park to rope drop or go to a rope very few a people park. go to a water park to rope drop yeah it gets busy at lunchtime so eating lunch there and then leaving is perfect because most people have eaten or you know whatever and it's like oh yeah let's get to the water park so we're leaving just as the mass of humanity is coming into the gate um yeah, that's what happened the one time I went to Volcano Bay. We got there in the morning, wrote a bunch of stuff, and then as we were leaving, <laughs> we passed all, yeah. all the we, people coming in. Our our day at Volcano Bay, um, it was in April, and we rope dropped it, and it was cold. Yeah. But I was like, oh, we're here, we're doing this. Now, two here, days later, it. the temperatures had jumped from the low 70s to 89. And friends that we were traveling with, that was their water park day. They went to Volcano Bay that day. They definitely had a better day for Volcano Bay. Yeah. We had a better crowd. Yeah, you know, uh, at least um, at Disney water parks, the water's heated with one very glaring exception of if you are on the Lazy River at mm. Blizzard Beach, <laughs> some of the water is chilled because it's coming off the glacier. Yes. It's real fun to steer out of the fire. It's the, really uh, fun to steer people into it. Firing out of the chimneys. That water is yep. pretty cold. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Sounds like something you do, Paul. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we talked about, you know, kind of what we would do, um, you know, like uh, for this type of day, um, you know, I think we've come up with a lot of non-park-centric options, um, you know, a lot, a lot of seeing the sites and maybe checking out things you don't normally get to see. Um, you know, I think also this would be a little bit different for a um, leaving day, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, like the last day of your vacation, 
Um, typically, a lot of people spend time in Disney Springs doing their shopping, doing all that stuff. I got to tell you, everybody's going to be at Disney Springs doing all of their shopping the entire time. Um, locals will be at Disney Springs doing their shopping. So, you know, it might not be the best time to do that kind of traditional um, souvenir shopping. So, you know, like what what do you guys think you would do on, you know, leave day? Scott, I'll uh, start with you there. And this is December 26th. Yes. What time are we leaving? Uh, the time you normally would do. So, you know, like if you're a last flight out so that you get back to New Jersey, like around one in the morning, then that's what it is. But, you know, um, you know, think about think about the trips you take with your family at what time you typically would bug out. Well, we, we normally leave early morning, so I'm, I'm kind of changing the narrative in my mind to okay. leave later in the day. To me, you're still avoiding the parks if you can because of crowds and uh, traveling alone is stressful. You don't need to add more stress that way, you know, the Christmas week. I would probably just look to do something. I would prioritize a great meal that day. Right. I would go to a great restaurant, whether it's for breakfast or for lunch. If you didn't do Boma, maybe do it that day. See if you can maybe get a Steakhouse 71 breakfast, which I heard is fantastic. Hmm. Um, and then I would just look to do whatever it is that you hadn't done outside of the theme parks themselves, take that day to do it. So if you hadn't gone to Disney Springs yet, you wanted to do it that day, do that. If you wanted to go swimming, but hadn't yet, that's a good time to do that. You wanted to explore the different hotels, but hadn't done that previously. That's when I would do that. I would sort of take that opportunity to, uh, to focus on that. Also, one more thing I would add is if there were any snacks that you wanted to have outside of the theme parks, but hadn't yet done so, you could prioritize time during that day to do that. So for example, I, when I was there in my most recent trip, I went to the ice cream place over at the boardwalk which everybody says is just, uh, it just opened up. I think it's called Boardwalk Ice Cream, actually. Yep. And people were saying, oh, it's just like beaches and cream. Well, I'll tell you, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was really good. It did not strike me as being a Edie's Ice Cream from Beaches and Cream deal. I got a hot fudge sundae there. It was massive. Mm. It was absolutely delicious. So if you wanted to say, okay, hey, I'm going to go to a Boma breakfast, and then at 2 o'clock, I'm going to hit up Boardwalk Ice Cream, and then I'll leave for my 6 o'clock flight. That's what I would do. Um and, you know, one more thing I'll say is that as we're talking about this, I kind of like the idea of just going there Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and for the 26th as well, and just hanging out being there. I mean, it doesn't need to be about the theme parks. We've been there so many times to the parks. Just being in the resorts, being in the atmosphere, knowing knowing you're going to have some great meals, That's that, that is alone a, a great trip. I'm, I'm jealous of this trip. <laughs> that may not happen. Um, well, come on. I mean, for, for the purposes of this show, it's how it's happening. You're doing okay, so it. I'm going to need Dean's help here with this. Dean, oh. get, open the t get the open table app or whatever you were using. Yes. So I just did breakfast, breakfast for two on the 26th. And it says, sorry, there, are, there are, aren't any uh, uh, reservations available for breakfast. And then I hit lunch and it said, sorry, there are no reservations available for lunch. It isn't until dinner that one, two, three, four, five, six, eight places came up. So Stick actually has breakfast. You can go to Stick Orlando. Uh, we can get you a 9.30, 9.45 on December 26th. Um, 
most of the other places don't open up until 10. Uh, unless you want to go over to like Ravello at the Four Seasons, which I think Scott would recommend. Oh, yes. Ravello. I thought about that earlier, actually, as a potential holiday meal. Uh, Ravello at the Four Seasons is eight to nine out of 10 consistently. Wow. Do you think the Four Seasons would be decorated? I don't know. I don't know. I would think they'd probably have a nice tree. They probably have a tree. They probably have some like bunting or something on the front desk, but right. I'm not sure how much of the resort would be decorated. But I, I mean, just want to nothing, take a moment though. Yes. It, not for nothing. The Disney resorts don't really do much more than that. You know, there's the common areas. There's a treat. Now what they do is fantastic, but you know, yeah. you walk the halls and boardwalks. Not like they have garland all the way down each hallway. Those giant mile long hallways all the way to Disney studios. <laughs> Uh, Nick, you can get Trattoria del Porto, uh, you can get Island's Dining Room, and you can get the kitchen if you want to go over to uh, Universal. And have breakfast. The kitchen! That's Dean's favorite restaurant. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's my favorite over at Universal that, that, that I've tried. Um, they do have a good breakfast. Can I tell you guys a Ravello story real quick? Absolutely. Somebody threw a plate of bacon at you? Well, actually, no, but just, just hear this out. <laughs> I was there for breakfast this past summer, and um, it's the Four Seasons, so the service is out of this world. A member of the waitstaff dropped a dish right near me. It broke on the floor, and it didn't hit me, but it came close to hitting me. And now it could have, you know, could have cut me or whatever. But it was everything was fine. You could have died. No, you could have lost a leg. I mean, there were no injuries, but that they felt really bad about it. So they're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." So what did they do for me? I didn't ask for anything. I didn't ask for a thing. But they knew I was almost injured, hypothetically. So they one, they brought me a glass of fresh squeezed orange juice, which was great, unnecessary. But here's the kicker. And it's very appropriate for this podcast. What else do they bring me? Next thing I know, I look to my left. A man is bringing me a plate of bacon. (laughs) (laughs) It was it was so literally I didn't ask for it. He says, we're so sorry, sir. Please accept this. It was like a plate of bacon. This plate of bacon. Uh, you you bet I'm taking that. I'm taking that plate. I'm accepting it and I'm 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 enjoying that thing. It was crisp. It was so perfect. So that is why we should always recognize Ravello as an option for your Disney vacation. Listen, they understand the value of bacon. That's important. Look, we're bacon? celebrities now. We they know us. You know, this is they know I'm a guest on this podcast. Notice so you didn't like, even have to say anything. They just brought you bacon. What you didn't know, but I think you knew once you tasted it, it's doused in butter. I mean, they, oh, just, yeah. they just cooked it in butter. You guys remember the scene in Goodfellas where they uh, Ray Liotta takes his date to the, I guess it was at the Copacabana, and they go yeah. through the back way. And uh, yes. we may be able to do that on this trip <laughs> due to our podcast status. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I mean, you know, Nick, Nick will walk into Maria and Enzo's, and they will take two tables, and they will put them That's true. in the middle you know, so yeah, it's Nick. Nick feels on this <laughs> Or what they could do is at the boathouse, it could be packed. You can't get in, but they'll drive a boat. <laughs> you know what it is? He's in one of the amphicars. Yes, that's right. <laughs> they'll put a Up table on there. the dock, and yep, know, yep. They'll bring the food out to me. So put you in front of the piano with the entertainers, just like in Goodfellas. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Just pull a bar stool up to the piano. I mean, <laughs> if if you have cash out, I'm sure the piano player would be fine. But uh, a, Dean, Dean, what I'll do you give him a strip of my bacon. You, oh, that's that's just creepy feeding the piano player bacon. Um, 
Dean, uh, what are you doing on your last day? Well, I mean, I think I have to open up with some bacon. So uh, we'll have a good breakfast somewhere. Right. Uh, I, I have a feeling that there'll be a sense of the trip was a big part of uh, my present, right? That, that's sort of a gift to ourselves mm -hmm. to go away. Mm -hmm. But we'll want a keepsake for that day. Uh, and I have a feeling that it would be shopping on that last day. Now, it would depend on the flight. And we're not very consistent with our flights home. I tend to not fly home in the evening. It usually is a a late morning to early afternoon. Okay. And that makes a big difference. You know, if you get the flight home at 11, you're heading out to the airport, you know, roughly three hours ahead of time. So by eight. So yep. that's pretty much breakfast and out if you're lucky. Right. Uh, if you fly home at two or three, you're heading out closer to lunchtime. So, well, for the purpose of this conversation, we'll pretend it's one of those lunchtime flights that we've taken in the past. So I can have that morning breakfast. And then I probably am going to join the mass of humanity at Disney Springs. Um, and it would not shock me if part of my time was spent waiting in line at Gideon's, because uh, that's a great keepsake to bring home. Uh, and I probably try to get into the Christmas store. Oh, I, you know, and can I tell you, I've, we did do the Christmas store in our Christmas trip. We have an ornament from the Christmas store on the Christmas trip with the date because we wanted to make sure that we did that. But can I also tell you, I rope dropped the Christmas store <laughs> at Disney Spring in order to do that. Yeah. And then I immediately went over to the only store that had any kind of floor space, which was Art of Disney. So if you're looking for a store to, to kind of just get into that kind of Disney spirit, but not necessarily buy anything, Art of Disney, of course, buy something if you want to. But that store of all of the other stores that we went into um, had the most availability of air um, without someone's air being in your air. Um, but, you know, a, a little bit of piggybacking on that. Um, my last day, if I'm going down for this hypothetical trip, um, I am very much a, you know, arrive as early as you can and leave as late as you can kind of person. Um, so I'm imagining that we're catching like an 8, 830 flight back to Newark. So, you know, we're, we're in Walt Disney World until 5, 530, um, give or take. Um, I'm going to see if I can get a sunset trip on the characters in Flight Balloon. Oh, I like that. And I'm going to see that the aerophile balloon over Disney Springs, that's going to be kind of our send off um, and really put a capper on our really quick trip. Um, and again, it's, it's just one of those things you got to just got to get the tickets and you got to, you know, hope that there's availability for it. Um, and, and for that, I don't know if you've got to buy them in advance and you get a time window or I, I just don't know. Um, but that is something that I would look into doing and that would be kind of our memorable thing. I would avoid shopping at Disney Springs and um, I would probably spend a lot of time in our resort, you know, whatever that resort is. Um, awesome if it's Saratoga Springs because great pool options, um, some pretty good food options and I could just walk right over to the characters in Flight Balloon. Um, but yeah, and, and I'll say, Paul, if, if Disney Springs is unapproachable, then continuing the resort tour on the yeah. next day is also an option. Just seeing some of the ones we didn't get to see the first time. And yeah, maybe that's the day to get out to Animal Kingdom Lodge if I didn't do that the day before and uh, take in some of those other Christmas. I love the Christmas decorations down there, especially the resort ones. 
And, uh, and you talked about transportation. This might be the time to just enjoy some of Disney transportation. Maybe get on the Skyliner, uh, mm. go ride the monorail, things like that, that you can uh, use. Again, the Skyliner is kind of nice because you, at least the way they're doing it now, you're pretty much with your own family. And if you have a big enough group, you can pretty much secure that you're with your own family. And getting some of those aerial views of Walt Disney World and just seeing some of the differences because of the decorations, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, so Nick, you getting uh, getting some ideas if the trip does happen? The 15% of the trip actually happening? Yeah, I got some uh, some ideas. I think the last day, we, we usually fly out mid-afternoon, early evening. Um, I think I would just hang out at the resort as long as possible. Wait for them to come kick me out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to go buy your gingerbread. Then head over no. to Gideon's. No, do not buy the gingerbread. No, no, buy the gingerbread. Don't eat the gingerbread. Okay, well, there's that. But you can go <laughs> smell the gingerbread. Smell the gingerbread. That's good. And if you we don't are... know what we're talking about, it's the full-scale gingerbread house that they build every year over the Grand Floridian in the lobby. It is amazing. It smells amazing. It tastes like construction dust. But um, <laughs> well, yeah, you, you could break a tooth on this stuff. Yeah. We usually go to the Christmas store every every trip, so we have plenty of ornaments from the christmas store so i don't never know that, have enough i don't know that um i'll send you a picture of the christmas tree well and that Disney was ornaments. that was the fun part because like i mentioned santa found us at our room in saratoga springs and i had shipped down to arrive the day that we arrived from amazon i bought a small four foot fake christmas tree and I had it arrive with lights and ornaments and all of the stuff that was there. And I brought an extra bag to pack it in to bring it back home. So basically, you know, we didn't arrive with Christmas, but Christmas came back with us. Um, and one, that's that's what we did with that ornament from that year is we hung it smack dab right in the middle of the tree. And we had the tree in the doorway because um, we had a two bedroom at Saratoga Springs. So you get the big, nice um double door that leads out to the small balcony um and yeah that, that was kind of neat because you could see which room our room was we were not the only people that decorated um some people decorated their balconies with lights um i'd be remiss if i didn't mention going over to fort wilderness and seeing some of the lighting decorations and floats that they actually build um on the golf carts for the people that go there um, very often, um, that is someplace that really, if you've got time to quote unquote kill, or you just want to see something that's a little bit off the beaten path, head over to Fort Wilderness and you can do that from the Magic Kingdom. If you are lucky enough to get that Magic Kingdom resort reservation and the crowd just gets to be too much in the afternoon. Um, unfortunately, hoopty doo is not open right now. Um, but you know, take that boat over there and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe grab some, some food at Trails End and uh, or Crockett's Tavern if that's um, if that's serving and uh, check out check out the decorations there around the campsites. Yeah, that would be an evening activity. You really want to see it when it's lit up. It, yeah, some of, some of the folks that are at uh, the campsites during the holiday season are there for weeks, and it's not just a pop up four night stay for them. They're they're reserved for weeks, and so you will get full on like i've moved in light decoration type stuff it's amazing that's actually a pretty good idea he's writing it down folks I am writing this is it. big this is breaking 
I actually think <laughs> talking to you guys about this tonight, there are a lot of really viable options for this type of trip, not even including the theme parks. As long as, again, your expectations are in check and uh, you kind of are like, okay, whatever happens, happens, and we're here for a good time. That's usually how my resort trips are. Yeah. They're for whatever happens, happens. Yeah, as long this as you is not the trip picks, to worry about good. getting on Slinky Dog or, yeah. you know, am I going to get on Rise of the Resist? I mean, you could certainly buy the passes and do those rides if you want to. But to me, this that wouldn't be the focus, especially on a two-day trip. If we were doing the whole school vacation, uh, if we got down there, you know, the 23rd, 24th, we're staying till January 2nd, I'm a little more focused on some park activities and we would still pick it off in small chunks. Um, but for the couple of nights that Nick's talking about as a potential trip, I think I'd focus really on decorations, uniqueness of the time, and, and anything that's holiday related that I wanted to see. Confirming Crockett's Tavern is open right now. Ooh. I wonder... Uh, not right now, because it closed at 10, but um, it's open. I, won I wonder how fast the um, Genie Plus and individual lightning lanes are going to sell out those days. Yeah, I mean, and, and we really didn't touch on that because, again, this is not the time to be going necessarily <laughs> to the parks in gung-ho, rope drop to park close um, unless you really want to. Uh, but, you know, temporary expectations. Doing the Genie Plus, doing the lightning lane might make it easier to get up, to get on a couple of attractions that you absolutely want to paying to make sure you get on rise of the resistance as an example um but i mean otherwise yeah i mean all, all of those all those technology driven ways to get into some of the attractions and the theme parks um it's always it's an option i'm not saying you that you uh from experience you might need to add in time to get to where you need to be in the park to get to your reservation um, you know, like I was, like I was mentioning the sea of humanity in Liberty square, Liberty square is not usually that busy. So imagine if you have a reservation at seven doors mine train open up and you are over at big thunder mountain and you're like, Oh, I've got another half an hour in this line. Cause I'm almost up to, you know, where, where you board all well, that half hour might add half another hour to walk from big thunder all the way to seven doors mine train. You know what? Um, I just Googled it to see if the uh, holiday overlay was returning to the living with the land. And it is. No. So that might be a, another point for Epcot. That might be worth it. Yeah. So, I mean, as, as we talked about, you know, it's a little bit of setting your expectations, managing your expectations, and uh, trying some things that you wouldn't normally try. That is the good stuff. This has been The Good Stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com on Twitter at AIOT Travel or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon, on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast. And please contact us via email at Butter and Bacon Podcast at gmail.com. 
to get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to What I'm Thinking in your podcast app of choice. My dearest listener, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as Bert et Bacon proudly presents your outtakes. And oh, yeah. one of the other people said that they went to um, Chili's. Mm. And I replied, I love Julia's. <laughs> at, at some point, my phone auto-corrected Chili's. Sure to julia's and it was it was instant it was like nick had the picture of chilies that's like on every icon that you've seen you know with the pepper and all mm-hmm. that stuff of and course he perfectly made green font julia yeah, yeah, the pepper. Totally it. <laughs> it was it was really good and so for about what a month our text chat was called julia's <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing for a pen. what are you gonna write this is an audio podcast I'm writing my letter to Santa. In honor of Christmas, it's going to be a love actually. He's going to flip the billboards. Dude, I have so much fun. Every time another thing comes around, I love taking the card and I write like, um, we've changed our terms and conditions. I've done that. <laughs> I've done, we're trying to reach you about your auto warranty. Um, I've done, I would like to connect with you on LinkedIn. Um, it's <laughs> every time something that is just a way overused phrase. Sure. Oh, oh, I have to do um, uh, this site. This site uses cookies. That's that's one I have to make now. (laughs) You have to make one that says uh, this. It says Zoom with a little loading. Zoom with a little Logan loading (laughs) thing in honor of um, no longer Jelly Dean. I like cookies. There he is. I hear his voice. I like cookies. No, he's there. Scott, the aforementioned group chat that we were in, um, yes. I have renamed Taylor's version at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. But we are not here to talk Taylor Swift. Sorry, stop the show for that. I got the double wave. I got the awkward double wave zoom. I thing don't going think on. she was expecting all of us to do that all at once. <laughs> she, she said, Who's there? I said, Come look. <laughs> What do, what do four men with no game do when a lady walks in the room? <laughs> right? Um, Christmas oh, wait, Eve. Bef- before you keep doing that, do you want me to out you as yeah, possibly playing in the strip? Okay. So so then so then let me let me do the lead in again. Hang on, Taco's blind. That's fine. We love we love Taco. He's a <laughs> he's a <laughs> he's a Chihuahua. He has become so whiny lately. Dude, are you talking about Scott or your dog? Nice. I have become <laughs> whiny. I become whiny at this Twitter for bashing Bob Chapek. I become defensive over Bob. I don't, I don't know why I took a shot at you there, Scott. I just I really want to be roasted. If you guys want to roast me on a podcast, I really could I, have I said Paul it. in that same sentence or anybody else. Like it was just. I would agree. I just filled it he's, in. He's not going to the DVC because he doesn't. The D twenty three because he doesn't want to get booed. Yeah. Right. Sure. 
<laughs> sure. It has nothing to do with trying to coordinate an ESPN gambling deal. Yeah, so <laughs> I... <laughs> Taco oh. says, take me. Taco wants to come. Taco says, take me or else. Please, Nick, don't eat me. I love you. Oh, all of those restaurants. So there is a benefit to staying close to there. <laughs> you said that. And just a second ago, I. Uh, you got in the virtual queue at Gideon's? Yeah. Right now. He's in it now. I got on the um, the app. Taco. What is the problem? What is the problem tonight? Listen, this is, now this is what a pet does to behave and hang out with you. I'll kick you out of the room. Yeah, Later. but that's Murder Cat. Look at Murder Cash. She's so cute. I just want to say I'm congested. That's why I'm blowing my nose. I'm getting I, I thought for a second Scott had a bloody nose or something. I no, know. I'm call like, call one one. Call one. <laughs> at least you're going bloody nose. I thought he was having a seizure over there. The arms started flailing. He kind of looked like a Muppet. I thought another girl walked in a room. So I, 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 Bad. I, 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 I,